Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16, 24-25 Dear Heavenly Father, These words are a powerful call to courageously embrace the hardships and challenges that life brings. Knowing that true life is found in surrendering our own will for your divine plan, we confess that our instincts often lead us to avoid discomfort and to seek an easier path. We ask for a transformation of our hearts, for courage to face the darkness, challenges, and uncertainties that come our way. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, who empowers us to do what we cannot do on our own. Thank you for the strength, comfort, and endurance that you faithfully provide. Remind us that we're never alone in our journey. Help us, Father, to not run away from our difficulties, but to stand firm in the faith that your grace is sufficient for us. We take up our cross today. May we always take up the mantle of your love, your peace, and your justice, shining your light in the darkest places of this world. We surrender our lives to you, confident that in losing ourselves, we gain everything in you. In the name of Jesus, our Redeemer and Sustainer, we pray. Amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, we give an update on the most recent attack in Israel, their counteroffensive, alongside a word from Pastor Troy Brewer. Biden is set to fulfill some of Trump's campaign promises, and a tragic earthquake struck Afghanistan, killing more than 2,400 people. Weeks like these make reporting on the news a bleak and heart-wrenching act. We wish we had more witty, light-hearted, and fun news to share today, but that's not how life works. We could ignore tragedy and only focus on the positive. You can go to other outlets for that, certainly. But that would rob us of the value of reflecting on tragedy. Suffering is a part of life. In fact, Jesus told us that suffering is an essential part of life, or at least reflecting on it is. We are all called to pick up our crosses and follow after Jesus. That means a lot of things, but one of the things that it means is that we all must bear the weight of hardship, see the needs of the world around us, and respond with resolve, faith, hope, and determination. The same determination that Jesus had when he marched up the hill called Golgotha to be crucified. You see, we don't ignore hardship. We don't ignore suffering. We look at it, we reflect on it, we learn from it, and we respond to the needs that are around us. We're glad you're here with us today. We prayed that this take on the news leaves you informed and transformed. We've been together for over 60 episodes now, and it's been a joy along the way. It's been a joy and a blessing reporting on the news with the reflective and Christ-centered lens. For those of you who have been following us for a while, we would love to hear from you. If you haven't left a review yet, consider writing one and share your experience. We want to grow as a community centered on hope and anchored in Christ. Before we get to today's first story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, 
we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. In recent days, an alarming escalation has unfolded in the Israel-Gaza conflict, intensifying concerns for the already tumultuous Middle East. The Israeli military has launched a wave of attacks on Gaza in response to what has been described as the most devastating attack on a nation since World War II. As the world watches, both in horror and concern, there is an underlying need to explore this issue from a balanced perspective that captures the complexity and depth of the ongoing crisis. Over the weekend, Israel was subjected to an unprecedented attack from Gaza, sending thousands of missiles into Israel with Hamas fighters breaching Israeli military bases and taking hundreds of hostages back to Gaza. This event shocked Israel and drew comparisons to significant security failures like September 11th attacks in the United States. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's cabinet issued a formal declaration of war, subsequently calling up to 300,000 reservists the largest in Israeli history. In response to the invasion, the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, have gone on the offensive. Tanks, troops, and attack aircrafts have been mobilized, with a focus on regaining control of towns in the country's south. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant has ordered a siege of Gaza, cutting off all essential supplies there. Although Israel has targeted what it claims to be militant sites, the airstrikes have wreaked havoc on residential towers, civilian facilities, and even mosques, according to Hamas spokespeople. As the crisis unfolds, the United States has expressed its full and unwavering support of Israel, not only politically, but also in terms of military aid. President Biden has directed the Pentagon to send munitions and carrier strike groups en route to the eastern Mediterranean. This international involvement adds another layer of complexity and concern regarding the escalation and its global repercussions, especially since nine Americans have already been reported killed in the conflict. Questions are being raised about the external involvement, specifically from Iran, which could have implications for broader geopolitics. Intelligence from within Israel is suggesting this event may have been months, if not years, in the planning and will have a lasting impact on Israel's national consciousness. If Iran, who has been in some good faith meetings with the U.S. recently, did play a part in these attacks, it could also mean war for the U.S. While the military strategists and political maneuvers unfold, it is crucial to forget the human cost of this conflict. Large plumes of gray smoke can be seen rising from residential areas in several cities across Gaza. Hospitals are overrun and ambulances have been targeted. Gaza, already a densely populated area, in fact, one of the most densely populated areas in the entire world, is facing years of restrictions, and they are bearing a heavy burden. Casualty numbers are grim, with roughly 700 Israelis killed, as far as we know as we're reporting this currently, and 493 Gazans killed at the time of this report, once again. Injuries are also in the thousands and are climbing to the tens of thousands. 
Israeli's military actions have brought up questions concerning the proportionality and ethical implications of their response. There is an increasing call from various quarters to minimize civilian casualties and ensure that the basic human rights of people in Gaza are not violated. But on the flip side, Israel argues that the paradigm has changed, citing the severity of the Hamas invasion as a rationale behind their current strategy for an all-out offensive. Still, the loss of innocent lives on both sides necessitates an examination of the ethics of warfare, particularly in densely populated civilian areas. As already stated, according to reports, Iran played a role in plotting the Hamas invasion over several weeks, thus complicating Israel's response further. This brings into play the broader geopolitics of the Middle East and raises the stakes for Israel and its allies, who now must consider the implications of Iran's involvement and the spread of violence to other Palestinian areas. As the conflict enters its third day, the situation remains tense and unpredictable. While Israel's objective may be to incapacitate Hamas, which is seen as a terrorist organization, there are pressing ethical and humanitarian concerns that cannot be ignored. This is not just about the survival of a state, but also the very essence of what it means to be human. There's a collective call from Christians, Jews, and all who hold the value of human life dear for prayer, reflection, and a ceaseless quest for peace. While the world waits for the swords to be sheathed, it is time to ponder the long-term consequences, not just for Israel and Gaza, but for a world increasingly embroiled in the complexities of war, politics, invasions, and human suffering. The Israeli-Gaza crisis is not just a test for those directly involved. It is a test for humanity in general. As the military, governments, and international organizations grapple with strategic decisions, the world watches, prays, and hopes for a balanced resolution that honors the dignity and the value of human life. Here at Pray.com, we have a wealth of pastors and leaders who have strong ties to Israel. You can visit our social media page to see prayers from those leaders pouring in, some of them who are actually on the ground in Israel currently. Here is an update from one of our featured leaders on Pray.com, Troy Brewer, who is in touch with several organizations and individuals in Israel. Listen to his take on the crisis, what he's hearing from individuals, his reflection, and a prayer as we close this story. Hello, Pray.com family. This is Pastor Troy Brewer from Open Door Church in Burleson, Texas, and you may watch me or listen to me on Experiencing Real Life. And I would like to talk to you about the real life situation that is happening right now in the nation of Israel. You know, out of all the things that make us divided, that we always fight over throughout the centuries, it's so easy for us to be united with Christ the head as we stand with the nation of Israel. So friends, I'm about to lead you in a prayer for the nation of Israel. But first, let me tell you some updates. All of our team here at Troy Brewer Ministries has been talking to all of our boots on the ground. We actually have a food bank in Israel. We have bomb shelters in Ashkelon, and we partner with many Messianic ministries that are in that part of the world. And friends, what we have heard and what we are seeing is quite daunting. Over 5,000 rockets were released upon Israeli citizens. We know that many people were murdered, many people were kidnapped in this invasion, and there is so much chaos that has been taking place as there always is in the midst of any war. Friends, this kind of war is not just a war about one nation against another nation. It's actually a war of good versus evil. It is actually a war of the God camp 
and the anti-God camp. It is so easy for you and I to be unified in this and say, Lord, we stand with the word of God. We stand with the nation and the people and the land of Israel, knowing that Jesus Christ is indeed coming back soon. The bomb shelters that we've been able to build over the past three years in cooperation with many churches here in the United States and in fact all over the world were greatly needed at an hour that nobody knew that we were actually going to need them. I'm so grateful for how Christians unite together and how that we were actually able to provide true shelter. You know, the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are saved. We saw that scripture actually personified and filled here on October the 7th. And then, of course, in the midst of so many terrible stories, as we've heard some really inspiring stories, you do know that God is at work. You know, the Lord hasn't left his job. He hasn't left his post. And in the midst of such horror and terror, there is the hand of the Lord. Yesterday, I spoke to somebody that works at the hospital that was actually hit with rockets. And while there's literally rockets raining down upon them, and they're bringing in so many people, you know, it actually remind me of December the 7th, way back in 1941, there was a surprise attack. And it caught everybody off guard. And it happened on the Sabbath. And it happened at the end of Sukkot. And Nobody expected this to come in, but friends, I'm just going to tell you this. The Lord knew that it was coming and he was preparing and he was making a way there at the hospital. I spoke to my friends and they, in the midst of all this chaos and in the midst of all this, there were people who survived that shouldn't have survived. Of course, there were people who were protected that shouldn't have been protected. Countless stories of selfless men and women stepping up to the plate in the midst of extreme hardship and saying, no, we'll do whatever we have to do, even in the midst of this warfare, to see to the betterment and the welfare of others. So I would like for our prayer to go in that kind of a line. Are you ready? Here we go. Father God, sir, I want to lift up all the brave men and women who are fighting in the midst of this war. And we pray, God, a Psalms 91 hedge of protection around them. Father, we do, as the body of Jesus worldwide, stand with the nation of Israel. Father, I lift up all those people, God, who are mourning, those people, God, who are devastated in the midst of terrible tragedy, and I pray, sir, that you would comfort their broken hearts. God, we declare and we decree simple solutions to complicated issues, and we also say, Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you for causing there to be a revival in the nation of Israel. I love you, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, this is Troy Brewer reminding you, continue to stand and pray for the people of Israel because he blesses those who actually do that. In a move that has caused many to reread the headlines and scratch their heads, the Biden administration announced plans to resume construction of a border wall, barriers in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. The decision signals a notable shift from President Biden's campaign promises, wherein he pledged that, quote, not another foot of the border wall would be constructed under his watch. The U-turn comes amid heightened tensions between Republicans and Democrats concerning border security measures, a political battlefield that's as thorny as the desert flora surrounding the border itself. According to a public notice by the Department of Homeland Security, the decision aims to address, quote, an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border, unquote. 
to stem illegal crossings. The announcement comes hot on the heels of political standoffs between Republicans and the administration over the federal government's border security protocols, or lack thereof, according to critics. Republicans were on the verge of grinding the federal government to a halt over this very issue. Dan Stein, president of the Federation of American Immigration Reform, lauded the administration's decision, describing it as a first acknowledgement that, quote, our borders are not secure, unquote. One of the driving factors behind this policy reversal lies in the tricky realm of budget appropriations. Congress had allotted over a billion dollars for border wall construction back in 2019 under the Trump administration, money that legally needs to be spent by the end of the fiscal year of 2023. Biden said his hands are tied. To quote him, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I can't stop that, unquote. While Republicans might feel vindicated, not everyone sees this development as a step in the right direction. Mexican president expressed disappointment, underscoring that the decision contradicts Biden's earlier campaign promises. Similarly, immigrant advocates like Jonathan Blazer from the American Civil Liberties Union criticized the administration for not staying true to its earlier stance. For the green-thumbed among us, there's another layer of this unfolding drama, the environment. To expedite construction, the administration will waive laws designed to protect water, air, and endangered species in the area. Conservation advocates argue that this could jeopardize local flora and fauna, including an acolot, which is a medium-sized wildcat native to the region. The decisions have further strained relations with Democratic mayors and governors who have been grappling with the influx of migrants into their cities. With Biden saying that barriers do not work and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas insisting that there is no policy change, one wonders how much of this decision was made with the 2024 presidential elections in mind, given that border security is likely to remain a key campaign issue, not just with Republicans, but also independent voters who are the swing votes. Navigating the labyrinthine corridors of governance and public policy is always a challenge, more so when we consider the balancing act between openness and security from a Christian perspective. The Bible encourages us to welcome the stranger, Matthew 25, but also all throughout the Old Testament, emphasizing compassion and openness. Yet, any society needs to protect its borders for the welfare of its own citizens, aligning with the scriptural endorsement to obey laws and respecting governing authorities, as listed in Romans 13. As believers, we should pray for wisdom for our leaders, discernment, and so that they might walk this tightrope effectively. May we always strive to be compassionate, just, and wise in our dealings, welcoming the stranger while also upholding the laws that govern us. So, while the physical walls might get higher or longer, the question for us all is, how tall are the walls within our own hearts? Are we, as a community and as individuals, balancing openness with the duty to protect and to serve those around us? It's a question without easy answers, but it's one that needs asking nevertheless. We want to be known as reflective people always balancing these things and holding them in tension with each other. We want to be discerning. We want to be wise. We want to be compassionate, but we also want to be just. And so, as we balance all of these things, we'll lift this story up in prayer. Dear Lord, we pray that you grant our leaders wisdom as they navigate the complexities of border security, compassion, and governance. But we also pray for our own hearts. May we, as a society, strive to be both welcoming and responsible, keeping the walls of our hearts low even as physical barriers might rise. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Amen. In a heart-wrenching incident, Afghanistan has suffered one of the deadliest seismic disasters in recent decades, with more than 2,400 lives lost and thousands more injured. Two magnitude 6.3 earthquakes struck western Afghanistan near the city of Herat, leaving communities devastated and causing an international outcry for aid and assistance. The country's disaster management authority, through its spokesman Janan Saik, reported the destruction of more than 1,300 homes. Initial reports indicated that more than 9,000 people were injured. About 10 villages were wiped out, and survivors had pulled at least 200 bodies from the rubble before government rescue teams could even reach the scene. This is a huge disaster, said community leader Abdul Salam Jahanir. He said that it's a big number of people that are killed and injured, and the number only seems to be growing. Videos circulating on social media depict horrifying scenes of entire villages reduced to rubble, houses flattened, and infrastructure shattered. Limited equipment has hampered rescue operations, further complicating the challenging task of digging out survivors, as well as retrieving the deceased from the ruins. Barat Moin, who heads a hospital in Herat, stated that medical workers are continuing to transport the injured to hospitals, suggesting that the death toll could actually still rise. In a situation already complicated by political instability, the Taliban, now in control of the country, reported that military and service organizations 
had been dispatched to the afflicted areas to provide emergency medical care, deliver food, and assist those who have lost homes. The message came through X, formerly known as Twitter. We ask our wealthy compatriots to provide any possible cooperation and assistance to their afflicted brothers, wrote the Taliban spokesperson. International organizations have not remained indifferent to the disaster. The World Health Organization in Afghanistan has dispatched ambulances and medical supplies to the affected region, with at least 500 patients being treated at the regional hospital in Herat. The U.S. Geological Survey confirmed the two initial magnitude 6.3 quakes, followed by several aftershocks of lesser intensity. It is essential to note that Afghanistan is not a stranger to seismic activities. It sits on multiple fault lines affected by the interactions between Arabia, Eurasia, and India tectonic plates. Just last year, an earthquake in eastern Afghanistan resulted in at least 1,000 deaths and hundreds of injuries. The recurrence of such natural disasters calls for a renewed focus on disaster preparedness and a reevaluation of the country's infrastructure to withstand such calamities. As we report on this devastating news, our hearts go out to those who are suffering in Afghanistan. For those of us grounded in our faith, this is a moment to embody the teachings of Jesus by showing compassion, offering prayers, and contributing whatever aid we can. Matthew 25:40 tells us, Truly I say to you, whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. In the face of overwhelming tragedy, it's easy to feel helpless. However, we must remember that every act of kindness, no matter how small, contributes to alleviating the suffering of our fellow human beings. It's in these times of disaster that we should come together, transcending all boundaries and differences. And to be sure, our country does have some differences with the Taliban, but we want to support those in need nonetheless. The Christian community can contribute by participating in charitable efforts aimed at providing medical supplies, food, and shelter to the afflicted. Churches can dedicate their services to pray for those families, those children who are affected. Online platforms can be used to raise awareness and assistance, urging people to act if they are at all able to. This crisis also reminds us that our time here on earth is temporary. And while we may not understand why tragedies like this always happen, our role is not to question, but to act, to be the change that we want to see, to respond to those prayers that are probably being offered up in Afghanistan right now for help, for aid, for anyone to show compassion. It's in these challenging times that our faith is tested and our response echoes in eternity. May we rise to the occasion, holding on to faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these being love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. With all this being said, let's close our time together in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we lift up the people of Afghanistan, those families that have lost their homes, those people that have lost loved ones. Amidst this immense sorrow and suffering, would your comfort be present? In a place that has historically rejected you and your gospel, would you move? Would you act? Would you, Jesus, perform miracles so that people would come to know you and your saving grace? Grant the people of Afghanistan the strength to endure, comfort to heal, and wisdom for those involved in rescue and relief efforts. May your hand guide those who are trying to save lives and provide for the needs of the devastated communities. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayers. We love you and we trust you that even in the darkest times, light can shine through. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at praynews.com. There you'll find sources to all of our reporting and updates on what's happening in Israel. 
Be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new and exciting ways. God bless. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.